Wouldn't it be great if there was one health book out there that actually addressed your whole body, mind, spirit? Well, let me tell you, there is. It is called Clean Eating Dirty Sex. It is not about dirty sex. It is a play off the word clean. Central superfoods and aphrodisiac practices for ultimate sexual health and connection. This book is a healthy lifestyle guide. There are over 40 top experts from functional medicine physicians to registered dietitians to exercise physiologists to psychologists, sexologists, all engaged to help you live your happiest, healthiest life. There are over 50 fantastic, healthy, and delicious recipes. It is also a memoir where I, because I am the author of this book, Lisa Davis, share some very personal stories. Some are heartbreaking. Some are funny to help you get to where you need to be to understand that it does take time to change, but that I am here along with all the other health experts in the book to help you. Don't let the title fool you. This book will help your communication, your intimacy, how you relate to your partner, how you relate to yourself. But if you do what the book says, it will also help you in every aspect of your health. So please go now. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's sold in local bookstores across the country. Check it out. Clean eating, dirty sex. Hi, this is Lisa Davis, and welcome to another episode of Talk Healthy Today. The show provides you with the latest research tools and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy starting today. People tell me listening to the show is like overhearing two friends talking about really incredible health topics that you want to know about. I like to really get to know my guests and I'd like you to get to know them as well. So we delve really deeply into topics and I like to share some personal anecdotes as well. To make sure you never miss an episode of Talk Healthy Today, be sure to subscribe, also rate and review. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk healthy today. COVID-19, we are all talking about it. We are all dealing with it. We're all struggling with it in our own way. And I knew I had to have this fantastic woman back on the show. I am proud to call her a friend. She is a mentor for my daughter and for myself. She's made a huge difference in our lives. And I'm just thrilled to have her on. She's the author of A Human Mosaic, Heal, Renew, and Develop Self-Worth. If you haven't heard this interview, you need to go back and listen. It's absolutely fantastic. Today, we're going to be talking about refinement during confinement. And welcome back to the show. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's so great to have you on. It's such a challenging. I was going to combine challenging and frustrating time. I wanted to have you here because you have such a way with people and this whole idea of refinement. What does that mean to you, Anne? Well, I, you know, I think Lisa, that during this period of time, we are all, as you said, experiencing such a vast array of emotions. And it's because we don't know, we don't know what what is forthcoming? We don't know how this is going to be solved or resolved. Is is our world ever going to be quite the same? So I think you you know you always have these two perspectives. As one, you can wallow in frustration and you know feeling isolated and confined, um, lonely, or you can step up and take personal leadership for your life and say, I'm going to work on myself. It's a really valuable time where we are taking what I call as a productive pause in our life. And we can use it to really refine ourselves in a way so that perhaps we're looking at issues and changing ourselves in the process. I mean, I think it's a 
valuable time to use as a way to evaluate ourselves in a, in a different way and figure out what is working for me in my life and what can I do to change what's not working as I move forward. I love what you're saying. And for me, it's tough because, and for so many parents out there, caregivers is having to balance this thing of suddenly becoming your child's teacher, which is such a pain in the ass, I must say. Part of me feels like I really want to take this time and work on myself. And the other part of me is like, but I, I have to put her first. And then the schooling thing takes time. And I'm trying to do more interviews during this time, but I'm wondering how I'm going to balance that. So what do you say to people who are now overwhelmed, especially, like I said, parents and get caregivers with this new task of being teachers all of a sudden? Yeah, it is. It is very true. What you've said is that, you know, we've all been kind of, uh, pushed into this very small space, so to speak, mentally. Um, You know, and I I think that the most important step we can all take, and I really am a true advocate of this, is that begin with self-care because you have to be um, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually um, healthy to be able to deal with your daughter or deal with other kids and especially, you know, be be competent as a homeschooling teacher, which most of us haven't been trained to do. And so even though it sounds like a cliche, it really, it really is starts with you taking care of yourself so that you can deal with whatever comes your way in a calm kind of, um, you know, collected manner. And, you know, I've, I've never really been a believer of the word balance, even though I think it's a very calming word. I don't, that we can really find balance in our life. I think we're always being or met with so many different challenges that the, the best thing we can do for ourselves is not put the pressure on us to be balanced, but rather let's put things in perspective and prioritize what's important. And really our health is most important at this time because of what's going on around us. Take them as a time to reflect on where you are so that after COVID is over, you can kind of reinvent yourself moving forward in a light that you might not have been able to see before this situation. So my, my whole position is that even with these responsibilities you have, and and we all have at this point, that you still owe it to yourself to use this time to really figure out what is it that I'm doing that really brings me joy? And what is it that I'm doing that is continuing to cause me pain or frustration or despair? and reflect on that so that you can, you know, make those changes, start making those changes now. Because when the world gets busy again, which it will, and it's starting to, um, you're not going to have time then because you'll be doing more stuff outside and you'll be rushing back to appointments and everything will go back to external orientation. But if you start now working on your own inner feelings and your own inner strength, um, then, you know, by the time things do get moving forward again, you'll be in a better position to do so. What are some ways we can tap more into ourselves and say, is this serving me? Am I happy with what I'm doing? What changes can I make now before, like you said, the world begins again in a, in a regular way? Well, I think there, there are several things that we can each do every single day for ourselves to better position ourselves during this period. And, you know, I think starting with observing how you're feeling, um, observing your thoughts as you're moving through, through the day. What, When you feel frustrated, what is causing that frustration? Ask yourself. You have time now to kind of step away and say, 
why do I feel frustrated right now? Is it what my child is doing or my spouse or my partner or my dog? Or is it what I'm feeling inside about my own self? And so I think letting your thoughts and emotions flow through you right now, unsuppressed, is very, very important because you have the time to really get intimate with your own thoughts and emotions. Um, whereas when we're busy with our everyday life, we, we don't allow ourselves. We keep those thoughts suppressed so we don't have to face them. But now we have time to deal with them, which is extremely important, not only for the moment, but for your health, longevity, health and longevity moving forward. So one of the things you can do is just take time and observe what you're thinking, because without knowing what you're thinking, it's impossible to change. Additionally, Remind yourself that your thoughts, those thoughts that are floating through you when you're angry or upset or frustrated or denigrating yourself, they're only thoughts. They're not truth and they're not fact. They're thoughts that you've gained through through experience in your life, some of which may have been negative about yourself and about your life. So remind yourself that these thoughts are not set in stone, that you can change these, these thoughts anytime you wish. So that's that's one thing is begin observing your thoughts because that's when you get begin to really become intimate with who you are and not who you think you should be. Really important to determine what you do want to change about yourself or your life so that you can focus in more narrowly on those issues. So a lot of times we have what's called a negativity bias in our brain where we want to continue to recycle things that we've endured through the past or things that we feel about ourselves or our life. And no issue is ever solved by focusing on the negative. Never. It only makes that issue larger and that fear factor larger in your mind. So the most important thing you can do is decide what it is you're excited and passionate about and what you want to do moving forward to go down that road. So I think that one of the ways to do that is really reflect on your life to date. And I'm talking within reason. If you feel very, very, very depressed or sad, it's better to consult with a licensed therapist. But if you feel okay about looking inwardly and reflecting on what you've been through and how you'd like to change and perhaps redefine yourself moving forward, um, a great strategy to do that is to write down what you're thinking and how you're feeling and um, start concretizing those thoughts and emotions and detaching them from your brain and actually putting them on paper or computer, which is a really cathartic process. And that's a great way to really see um, in fine print how you're feeling so that you have a baseline moving forward. And, you know, I always believe in, especially during these times, doing throughout the day, deep breathing exercises, because of course we know that deep breathing lowers your heart rate. It has so many wonderful physiological benefits. And that's a great thing to do when you're feeling frustrated with the kids or the cooking or the constant cleaning. You know, it's life as we knew it has changed so dramatically right now. So it's a real trip for, for everyone. It's it's really testing them on a very intellectual, emotional level as never before, you know, because we are confined and we can't look past our, our issues or our problems. We have to face them head on.
You know, I've noticed in my own life that writing things down is hugely effective. And you've been working with my daughter for the last few months, and it's just made such a huge difference. If you're looking for someone to work with, Anne is an absolute gem who really has helped my daughter tremendously. And there's a lot of people who have anxiety already. You know, if you're already an anxious person, it can be even more stressful. So it's so important to write those things down. But when you feel like, okay, I'm really full of anxiety and I'm just really overwhelmed. I know you mentioned seeing a professional. Is there anything else we can do? Yeah. Oh, there's so many things you can do. I mean, seeing a professional is important if your issues are of the nature that you really are finding yourself going down deeper and deeper. If you go in and out of panic or anxiety of fear, that's that's good because you have a baseline from which to measure your emotions. But if it if it gets worse and you can't pull yourself out, that's the time to to see someone. But also being able to really identify those things that are coming at you and determine why they're affecting you. Because oftentimes our fear is not really about the object. It's more about our own response to that object. So always ask yourself, is it, I mean, obviously this is a different time because COVID COVID is just like nothing we've ever seen before. And, you know, I was on a call earlier this morning with physicians around the world and uh, policymakers and, and no one knows anything. No one has any answer and there never may be an answer. So the best thing we can do for our kids and for ourselves is that the best thing we can do with ourselves is find a way to calm ourselves. One of the things I do with some of my clients is I create or we create together calming strategies, whether it's self-talk, using words that are go-to words for you, and they can be anything that makes you feel calm, whether it's a stream or sunshine or the word love or stop, whatever, choose a go-to word that you can do that will help change your mind from or alter your mind from the anxiety and bring you back to a more centered place of, of existence. Of course, meditation, for those of you who want to try, is a the most remarkable way to change and cl- give you clarity. Anything that gives you clarity and a feeling of calm is very important. Exercise at a time like this is exceedingly important to your mental, physical, emotional health. Um, any kind of exercise. It doesn't have to be rigorous exercise. It can be a walk outside. Going into nature is a great way to reduce the anxiety. And I think most importantly is continually to tell yourself to to gain perspective because um, a lot of people are riddled with fear about this, but there's nothing we can do about something we can't control. So if somehow you can tell yourself, I can't do anything about that virus. I'm going to do whatever I can in my power to remain healthy, use proper hygiene, eat nutritiously, exercise as often as possible, do deep breathing, meditation, yoga, walks in nature, you know, all those things that I love to do and try to change your mindset to, to, to get you to the point where you're saying to yourself, I can't do anything. I can't control what's happening in the world, but I can manage my own physical, emotional, mental responses to things. Because we know for a fact that psychophysiologically, 
we are totally connected. Every When we feel low, our body's immune system goes down, cortisol is raised. So everything is impacted by that. So we have to remember that we to manage our own health. Self-care right now has never been more important. And what's interesting, Lisa, is through clients that with whom I've spoken, it's interesting that those that I deal with that have very low self-worth and low feelings of value or a low concept about themselves, identity, they don't spend time in self-care they, because they don't feel worthy of it. But now more than ever, we, I realize how much self-care correlates to the way we value ourselves. And our self-worth, as we know, affects all of our habits, our sleep patterns, our hygiene, what we eat, how much we exercise. It affects our productivity, our sexuality, our immune system. So the more we take care of ourselves, it's, it's a, a kind of a two-edged sword. If you don't take care of yourself, you're going to feel worse. So the best thing you can do for yourself is to start implementing self-care practices for yourself so that you can be the healthiest and strongest you can be. And this starts really at home, creating an environment that makes you feel comfortable and calm and safe. If your desk is a mess and it creates frenzy in your mind, strip everything off that desk and leave it blank. If your kitchen's a mess, it's do the same. If you're, you know, there are things, changes you can make. You can paint your walls to create a, a calmer ambiance. And so there, there's, it's a matter of, you know, really taking yourself and your health um, and becoming a leader of your own life and navigating your own life as we move forward. Because what we, we don't know what we don't know, obviously. And we can't look to anyone for answers right now. The doctors aren't providing us answers. The politicians are certainly not. certainly, <laughs> and and the policymakers aren't. I mean, no one knows this um, about this virus. They just don't know. And now there's thought that this virus has existed long before um, they realize that it's been around. It just comes out. You know, it's its symptoms are different for each person. So self care is more important than ever. And that will enable you to face each day with energy and optimism and, and peace of mind, which is so important right now. I mean, just the, the productive projects that I've undertaken during this period of time have given me a sense of not only accomplishment, and I think that's also what leads to a lot of the anxiety and frustration people are feeling is they don't feel like they're moving anywhere. And, but, you know, um, I've interviewed a lot of people that when they feel isolated or lonely, it, it's not so much to do with their spatial, with their space, their physical space. It's all to do with what they're feeling inside. Because again, going back to what I said originally, when we don't have those distractions, those appointments, the phones ringing, the dentist going here and there and everywhere, your, your feelings that you get kept submerged for so long start to rise in you and so you know I think doing things that are productive and giving yourself a break as well is so important and I would be remiss in not mentioning the amount of people affected by this financially I know I'm lucky my husband can still work from home I can still work from home so many people are not able to I have friends the facials and the hair and all those people they're not working and I think that for them they might be like, okay, everything you're saying sounds great, but I can't even 
get food or pay my bills? How am I supposed to do this extra stuff? And I'm not trying to put you on the spot, Anne, but I felt like I can't not ask those questions, right? Because if people are listening in that situation, I don't want to feel like we're just like, la-di-da, we're all fine, because we're not, right? I agree with you. I actually spoke up in a call this morning um, about the same issues as they were all saying now's the time to be optimistic and stand up and be entrepreneurial, create, you know, as creative as you can. But I agree. I mean, there are people who are, you know, are going to be eventually evicted that don't have money to can't buy food for their kids. And in those situations, the most that we can that they can ask of themselves is to find ways to really strengthen themselves in any way they can ask for help. I mean, I know there's so many people, including us, your family and my family, that would help anybody if they reached out to us, because we've got to all help each other during a crisis like this. And yes, those those situations where people really are at the end of their rope in terms of financial and ability to, you know, make any money at all. Bus drivers, there's so many examples of people who've had small businesses who are now bankrupt bankrupt or filing chapter 13. And those people have to are in a survival mode. So it's still, even when you're in a survival mode, it's still important to have that light at the end of the tunnel in your mind, no matter what situation you're in. You know, there have been people who have, um, had four, you know, been diagnosed with stage four cancer, who, and there have been studies that have showed that, shown that the people who have had family and remained optimistic and pushed themselves lived, outlived those that were negative and wallowed in pity or were alone. Time after time after time, there's research that shows this. So even for those of you who are suffering, and there's so many millions right now, the best thing you can do for yourself is keep that light at the end of the tunnel. Keep that hope, that faith that things will get better and ask for help. Don't be shy because there are people who will help you. Reach out to neighbors, reach out to friends, reach out to business people, politicians, and ask for help. This is not a time to be shy about, you know, there's so many people who need help right now. And there's so many people who have that are willing I also think if you have means, then, for example, um, we have a woman that comes and cleans twice a month because even when I I still have I clean still every day, but with the dogs, it's just like an extra deep clean. We're going to pay her as long as it takes. Um, I'm going to, you know, I've I've sent a a check to my facialist because I would have had uh, two facials by now and I'm going to get my the address of my hairdresser. And I've heard other people are doing this. I mean, if you can't afford, obviously, please don't even feel like you need to. But if you have the means, these folks are there for us, right? And I think we should be helping them out and keeping it going. And the other thing is don't freaking be rude to grocery people. Holy crap. I get to know the people where I shop and I talk to them. And, and, and this woman was like, oh my God, people are so effing rude and they're pissed that they have to be six feet apart. And they're complaining that they have to stand outside to maintain the social distance because we let them in the store slowly. And they complain, you know, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Like, can we be nice? Well, like it really pisses me off, obviously. <laughs> I think what we're seeing also during this time is we're really seeing the stratification of people. And even though on the one hand, you know, there's all this talk of us uniting and coming together and surviving together, you're seeing people whose true colors are are coming, are coming through. And, you know, people who 
may have felt that way before, now they have no they have no filter anymore. They they think anything they want to, and it really is a reflection of who they are inside. It's a reflection of how they value themselves because anyone that is you know, speaks detrimentally or condescendingly to someone else, feels really bad about themselves. And I do the same thing as you do. I'm a, I'm a constant, I try very conscientiously to be, you know, polite. And that's honestly the way I feel, polite and friendly to everybody, because everyone, every human being on this earth deserves to be treated with respect and dignity. And But I'm seeing that with this COVID, that they're really, the responses of people and the reactions of people are so varied. And, you know, and I think it leads back, again, everything leads back to self-worth, everything. The language you use with other people, the language you use with yourself. And, you know, I really believe that now we're seeing that there is a real, there are several layers of divide in our world. And I really hope that you know, people who have noble intentions are going to come out of this um, stronger and better. But uh, we're we're seeing a real division right now between those who are you know good people and really want to move forward in an optimistic, you know, peace peaceful heart heart filling heart loving way, and then the other people who are just angry and frustrated. And it's up to you to choose, you know, how you want to live your life. And I can tell you, it's far more enjoyable when you are laughing and smiling and engaging other people than the other. Yeah. You know, I'd also be remiss in not mentioning the racial disparities that black and brown people are affected much more. There's, oh my God, don't get me started. I really need a show on social justice. Our mayor, mayor of Atlanta this morning was on the news. Oh, I love her. Keisha Lance Bottoms. She's my hero, by the way. I think she's flipping amazing. She has received death threats and slander. She and her seven- Oh, she's horrible. Who, who have been calling them these awful, awful the N-word. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what I meant by you're seeing this just incredible divisiveness that's so virulent through our, our, our culture. And, um, you know, the, that's why I go back to the best thing we can each do, no matter what situation we're in, is tr- try to be positive and try to support one another no matter what. And by saying you should stay home, I mean, the governor of my state has opened things up and we are the laughing stock of the world right now. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's really bad. And what I would say, Lisa, to people like that is, what do you value more? You value people's lives or do you value getting your hair done? And you know that these small business owners need to make money. There's got to be another way for them. One is medicine, science, health, human life, you know, and the other is business economy. And you cannot equate the two. There shouldn't even be spoken about in the same language. And I think that's why we're having so much trouble now because there are no borders. Nobody knows what's right and what's wrong, when to open, when not to open. And so you're getting all these, you know, really eclectic and contradictory messages everywhere, all along society. So again, you know, make your own decisions, take personal leadership of your life, no matter what situation you're in, the road is that you pave is in your head. And the best thing to do is to take care of yourself and your family and know that there, there will be light. And, and I can't say that enough because for many people who are in terrible dire straits right now, that's what they have is they have to have a little bit of faith and opt and hope, you know, inside of 
carry them through. I agree. And you are absolutely fabulous. Your book Everyone needs to get this book, A Human Mosaic, Heal, Renew, and Develop Self-Worth. I think now more than ever, if you're looking for someone to really guide you and help you and get through this time and other times, things that are hard in your life, uh, you need to call Anne. So Anne, tell us all the ways people can find you and work with you. Well, thank you again for having me, Lisa. You are never a moment to talk to you. You yourself are are just the type of person I, I would like to model myself on because I oh, thank you. Amazing. Um, you stand for so much good, you know, and that that's a very pure, pure disposition for sure. But um, my book, A Human Mosaic, uh, can be found through my website, which is www.anne, middle initial O, Boudreau, B-O-U-D-R-E-A-U.com. It's also available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And if you have an interest in working with me on self-worth issues and how you value yourself, um, you can send me a note through my website at annoboudreau.com. And uh, would love to hear your comments and questions. And this has been great. You know, you're always welcome here on Talk Healthy today. This has just been fantastic. Everybody, please rate, review, subscribe. It makes a huge difference. And check out my book, Clean Eating Dirty Sex. It's not about dirty sex. It's a cookbook. It's a memoir. It's a healthy lifestyle guide. And you have time right now to read, I'm guessing, in between helping your kids, I hope. And uh, there's some great stuff in there. So if I had known Anne, she would have been one of the many experts. There's over 50 experts that I interview in the book. Also, check me out on my site, lisadavisnph.com and follow me on Twitter at lisadavisnph. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.